Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I thought I would talk to you about something I read about while I was on my um, trip to Europe. I was scrolling through Twitter trying to pass the hours of riding on a bus. There were days when we would have a five-hour bus ride, so it could take a long time, or we had two train rides, too, that were three hours. So I spent a little time on Twitter, and sometimes I avoid Twitter, honestly, because there tends to be so much political stuff out there, and it can just really drag you down. So I don't always look at Twitter, but I happen to look at it this particular day. And there was a story there that CNN had about three friends who were going to a baseball game and they had an extra ticket. So instead of selling it, they decided to give it to a man who was homeless. And when I first read it, I thought, oh, that's such a great story. Like, what a feel good story and how awesome that these boys did this because they were I think they were younger boys. I think they were 12 or 13 year olds, maybe a little bit older. I don't know. I don't exactly remember their age. I just remember reading the story and thinking, wow, this is a great read. And I'm so glad that I'm seeing something positive on Twitter for once. And then I read the comments that people posted about the story. And I was shocked at the comments people were leaving. People were leaving comments like, Yeah, I'm sure they did a good deed, but they had to go and post it everywhere and get attention for it. And I remember thinking at the time, so what? You know, yeah, we're supposed to do good deeds and not really take the glory for it, but so what? Even if they did do a good deed and they got attention for it, I think we need more of that. I think that's what needs to get more attention in our society. It's not a news filled with people who've done horrible things to other people. That is depressing. It definitely, definitely incites fear in people, which is a lot of how these political ploys are coming to power. Anyway, they are using fear and the fear that we have because the media has created this fear. They highlight all the horrible things that are going on in our world instead of highlighting the positive. And at least some news stations are now taking time to actually find good things to report about, and they have a little segment for that, which is what I guess CNN was trying to do here. And I, for one, appreciate that. I don't want to see the negativity all of the time. And it's not like I'm burying my head and saying that I don't think it exists. No, I know it exists. But I don't need it to be in my face 24-7. When we're trying to spread messages about love and positivity... We need to see more of that. We need to see that the world is not all evil. And there were a lot of things that I saw on my trip that really gave me hope for humanity once more. You know, we saw some homeless people, and I have to say that we didn't see as many as you might see in a big city here in the United States, but we did see some homeless people and they were laying down. A couple of them had dogs with them. And I could see the concern and the worry on my students' faces, and a few of them went over and gave money. 
And yes, while I know this could just be a ploy for, you know, people who might just lay out and try to earn their money that way, my, I, my heart was warmed because I saw the giving heart and compassion in my students. And that made me feel really good to know that they have those hearts and they have that compassion and that it hasn't been squashed out of them yet by all of the negativity in this world. And to me, so what? If somebody is laying there and they have a money cup out there, that's your choice whether you want to give money to them or not. Just like it was the choice of these boys whether to sell their extra ticket or to give it to someone who wouldn't have been able to go to a game otherwise. And it makes me feel happy to know that there are still good people in this world who do still good, do good deeds. And I don't think that you should be embarrassed or ashamed of putting it out there that, hey, we did this. I don't think you're trying to get attention. I think it's helping others to see, hey, we need more of this. More of this, please. Less of the negative, less of the evil, less of the angry. More of the happy, more of the positive. That's what really feels good is to read stories like that. And I'm always shocked whenever I read them and then I see the negative comments. People have gotten so cynical and they're so negative. And we know it's true because you're around people like that. You work with people like that, where if you told them some good news, they would have something negative to say about it. You know, it's like when I first got my first teaching job, I was so super excited and I couldn't wait to tell people. When I told them that I got my job and they knew it was an hour away, instead of saying congratulations, they're like, oh, I hope you find something else. And just like that, like the balloon popped, all the air was taken out of me and I was so deflated by people who thought that they were giving good advice or thought they were, I don't know what they thought they were doing other than crushing my spirit, being so happy to have this job and then saying, oh, I hope you get something else. But we all know people like that, don't we? We know people who, if we went and we did something good and then we told them about it, they would have something negative to say. Just like all of the people who commented on those stories. And I wanted to really like highlight all of those people and just say, what's wrong with you? What's happened to you that you can't even be happy for a minute for a positive story? It's that kind of negativity and cynicism that is just absolutely destroying our world. And when people say, well, nothing good ever happens to me. Well, why do you think nothing good ever happens to you? It's your attitude. We know those Debbie Downers, those negative Nancys, they're everywhere. And if you let them, they could easily destroy your mood, take you down with them. And that is why it is so important not to let someone dull your shine or your sparkle. There are people out there who will make fun of you because you say that you shine or you sparkle. Those are the people you need to stay away from. It's tough because sometimes those people are in your life and they play an important role in your life. They could be your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister or aunts and uncles or cousins or your best friend. You know, they may be people who are really significant to you and important in your life. And sometimes I think that's a test because it's the universe saying, are you going to let them 
steal your thunder, weigh you down, bring you down, because that's what people do. They want to bring you down to their level because being miserable and lonely, you know, it's, it's not a good place to be in misery and be negative and have nobody there with you. So people feel like they have to drag others down with them to their level because it's more fun to be negative and cynical if you have someone to be there with you and to be doing that with you. But you need to find people who bring you up to their level. And that isn't always easy, especially if you're the only one in your family who's on this journey of self-empowerment of enlightenment and you know that you want to have positive energy and you want to have good vibes and you want to be a positive person but you're surrounded by negativity that can be extremely difficult and it's so super important for you to protect your energy because people will rob you dry those vampires those energy vampires they are out there just waiting to kill your vibe because they need to feed off of others. And mostly they feed off of others' negativity. And when you're a positive person, a lot of dark entities will be drawn to you naturally. So it's so important for you to protect that energy. And I just want to encourage you to continue doing and being the light for others and not allow others' cynicism to stop you from doing that. It's just hard for me to fathom that we've become this society where if you do something kind and you happen to mention it, people jump all over you like, well, what was your motive? Well, why did you do that? You know, that was some of the comments that were going on with this particular story was, well, what was their motive? Why did they have to say this out loud? Why did they have to publish it? Why did they have to even mention it. Obviously, they just were trying to get attention. And again, to that I say, so what? They're getting positive attention. And shouldn't we be highlighting youth who are doing positive things? I think we need way more of that and way less of the highlighting people doing negative things. I mean, at the very least, they might encourage someone else to do something just like that. But that would be horrible, right? Wouldn't it be horrible for other people to help others? It's something that I don't understand, and I'll never understand people putting others down for trying to do a good deed. And I think some people honestly think they're trying to help. You know, when you go and give someone money or something on the side of the road... People will say, well, they're taking advantage of you. You better be careful. But you know what? I believe when you have good intentions, that's all that matters. You know, the other person that you give money to, they can choose to do whatever they want with that. Yes, as some people may highlight, they may go get drugs or they may go get alcohol if they have a problem. Yes, they might. You can't control what people do when you help them out. But I think it's the intent of wanting to help someone. And you don't even have to give money to people anyway. You know, these boys didn't give this man money. They just gave him a ticket so that he could go in 
and enjoy a game and maybe it took his mind off of his worries for a little bit. I know people who will go and buy sandwiches or water or, you know, something for someone. Instead of giving them money, they say, I'd rather give them food. And you know, great. If you don't feel comfortable helping out with money, there are a lot of other ways you can help out. Some people just simply take blankets when it's cold and people have to sleep outside. It's the little things and it's the kindness that we do that helps others. And sometimes it's not a grand gesture. It doesn't have to be a grand gesture. I've seen people in grocery stores who have, you know, I was in a store one time and there was an elderly woman who had, I guess she had, um, I don't know if she had a government assistance, but she had just a certain amount that she was able to spend. And she had someone who was there with her trying to help her shop. But she went over the amount that she had by like a package of lunch meat. And the person just said, don't, no, don't make her put it back. I'll pay for it. The person behind in line. So it's those little random acts of kindness, you know, that melt your heart and just know there are good people out there still. And I really feel like there are a lot of things we can do to spread kindness, to spread joy, to spread love. And doing a good deed, it makes you feel good, but it makes the other person that you help feel amazing. I mean, the times that I've been in line before in Starbucks and I get to the window and they said, oh, your coffee's been paid for. It's amazing how great that makes you feel. And all it was was somebody paid for your coffee. But what a great way to start your day. And, and that's something easy you could do, but there are a lot of other ways that you can show kindness to your fellow man. And sometimes simply smiling and saying hi is enough. You never know what someone else has been through and what their day has been like. And sometimes you're the only smile they've seen that day. I know I feel that way with my students because I don't know what their morning was like before they got to me. And I've had students before tell me things they've had to deal with that morning and I felt terrible that they had to go through all of that before they got to school that morning. And how in the world are we asking them to focus on learning when they've just had to deal with what they had to deal with before they got to school? And that for me is why kindness means everything. You know, I've had students who come to school and say, well, I had a big fight with my parents and they said this to me. And I couldn't believe what a parent said to the student before they got to school. Or I had another student who said, we didn't have any power because my parents didn't pay the bill. It's just, we take a lot of things for granted. And we need to be more about putting ourselves in other shoes and trying to be the positive. The positive that we wish to see in the world, that needs to start with us. How can we expect others to just start focusing on kindness and positivity when we don't do that ourselves? We're the ones who are going through spiritual awakenings. We're the ones who are supposed to be helping shift the world. It has to start with us. 
And I think you'll find that when you focus on the positive, positive things come back to you. There were a few points in our trip where the tour guide that we had got really frustrated with us over things that really were out of our control. You know, we had students, two students who kind of got lost and it really wasn't their fault. It, we had a limited amount of time. We had like 40 minutes to go grab a bite to eat and meet back at this meeting point. But where we happened to be, there was a huge pride fest going on in the city. And there was a parade. And we were basically dropped off right in the middle of the parade route. And so the students, because everything was so crowded, they were having a hard time finding their way back. And Google Maps wasn't working correctly because I guess there were so many people probably there on Wi-Fi that it wasn't really loading right and it was telling them to go in the wrong direction. So we were on the phone with them, guiding them back to where we were. And they found their way back, but then they couldn't cross the street because the parade had started and the police wouldn't let them cross. So they could see us, but it took them a while to get over to us. And we had a very tight schedule. We were supposed to go to Neuschwanstein that afternoon, which is the big castle. And so we thought they weren't going to make it there in time. So the tour director said, well, I have to leave. I have to take these kids and go. And I said, okay, I'll stay back. You know, I'll miss it. I've, I've seen it before. No big deal. I'll stay here with these kids and we'll do something around here. No big deal. But she was very agitated and upset and like, you know, not talking to us in the nicest way. And I could have matched her level of frustration. I could have been upset myself and I could have had words with her. But I know from my own personal experience that number one, there was nothing we could have done differently. Nothing. I knew that that was a poor location to drop us off at because it was so busy and because all of that was going on and I knew it wasn't the student's fault and I was not about to start yelling at them. They knew they were probably scared and afraid and upset that they were, you know, lost as well. So I, of course, was not going to make them feel bad about that. And I wasn't going to get upset and frustrated because I thought, you know, if we miss the castle, we miss the castle. I mean, it's it's a shame they came all that way and they wanted to do that, but they didn't get to. But, you know, it's they're safe. They're here. That's the important thing. And it eventually worked out. They caught up with us and we were able to catch up to the bus and we were able to get there and we were able to see the castle, all of us. But I chose, and you always have a choice every day, not to let what was going on around me affect what was going on in me. I wasn't going to let the frustration, the confusion, the panic, I wasn't going to let that get to me. You know, the tour guide was letting it get to her. And she was outwardly expressing everything and then later had to apologize for it. And that's one thing that I learned a long time ago is when you let your emotions get the best of you, you end up having to go and apologize to a lot of people because you start saying and doing things that really aren't you and aren't your true character and are not nice because you're letting what's going on around you control what's going on inside you. And it becomes a true power when you can stop allowing that to happen. When you stop allowing other people to control what you do. 
And that's not always an easy thing. It takes a lot of practice to to stop yourself from going down that spiral. I call it a fear spiral because really that's what it is. Fear caused her to be upset that we were going to miss something and that she would get in trouble from her boss. I mean, that's really what it was about. It was about the fact that she was afraid that she would get in trouble because we missed Neuschwanstein. When in reality, there wasn't really anything we could have done differently. I mean, other than they should have probably dropped us off in a different spot. But, you know, you can't control what's going on. We couldn't control that there was a parade going on that day. It just happened. It's no one's fault. So to allow that to, you know, cause you to, it really, it robbed her of her peace for about an hour. She was upset. And I could see that. And I said, I'm not, not doing that. You know, I still had a great afternoon. We got to go to Neuschwanstein. We had a nice little hike up the mountain to see it. And it was great. And my kids got to see it. And I was happy to be there with them. I didn't let it affect the rest of my day. And then later the tour guide had to come to me and apologize because, you know, she yelled at me. And, you know, she wouldn't have had to do that if she hadn't allowed the fear to take over. If we could have just said, listen, here's what's going on and it's not your fault. I'll stay here. You go do that. It'll be fine. A lot of things could have been avoided. So again, you have a choice every day in how you react to people, how you react to things that are out of your control. Because that was out of our control. Nobody knew there was going to be a pride fest going on in the middle of our trip. And we could get upset about that, but what's the point? We still had a great trip. And our students... The ones who were lost, they were troopers. Because they apologized and we said, it's okay, you don't have to worry about it, it happens. And they were great. So you have a choice every day to either be the good you wish to see and to continue to be positive and keeping an open mind to things and, and being kind to others or you can allow others' negativity to influence you and to drag you down, to take you into that downward spiral where you're allowing fear to control everything. And that choice is yours every day and in every situation. And I will tell you that every time I've chosen fear, it does not turn out well. It doesn't turn out well. But when I allow myself to understand that I have a whole spiritual team with me, around me, behind me, working things out for me, then I don't have to worry about how it's going to work out. I just know it will. And it always does. It may not be in the timing that I wanted or the way that I expected, but it always works out. And when you have faith and trust and know that, things get a lot easier. You stop resisting. Life just gets easier. Well, I hope that you all are having a wonderful start to your week. I wanted to pull a card for you 
before I ended my podcast today, and so I pulled a card from the Crazy Sexy Love Notes deck by Chris Carr. It says, Celebrate Your Love. When we cherish our beloved, the bond grows stronger. We create deeper levels of trust, intimacy, and friendship. It's all too easy to get comfortable and put your relationship on cruise control. So spice it up instead. Do something special and spontaneous. If you're currently looking for a soulmate, take yourself out for a fun date. The happier and more connected you are to yourself, the more attractive you will be to others. I absolutely believe that, guys. You know, I know that when I just continue going on with my life, you know, I know there's so many people who are like, where's my soulmate? I'm looking for my soulmate. And you're going to find your soulmate when you're doing things for you, when you're happy with yourself, when you're enjoying your life, because others are going to see how happy you are and they're going to want to know what did you do differently? Why are you so happy? And they're going to want to be around you. And that's how you're going to attract your soulmate is by number one, not obsessing and focusing on finding that person, knowing that the universe has someone for you and that that person's going to show up when you're just living your life and living your best life, when you're focusing on yourself, when you take care of yourself, if you're out there at a concert, having a good time, going out with your friends and having dinner and you're laughing and you're enjoying them, that's when you're going to get noticed because remember how we talked about your energy walking into the room before you do? It's so true. They're going to be drawn to that energy. Your magnetic energy is going to attract them. And if you already have someone, this is telling you that you need to cherish that connection and nurture it because sometimes we can go in our lives from day to day and take the people that we love and are with for granted. So if you have someone, cherish that relationship. Maybe make a date and go out and enjoy one another's company, enjoy each other's company. And if you don't have anyone, Don't worry about it. Focus on yourself. Focus on loving yourself deeply and completely and enjoying your life. And that's when you're going to call someone in. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you for listening. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please be sure you do. That helps others to find me and also lets you know when I have a new episode available. Also, if you want to work with me, there are so many ways you can work with me. I offer Reiki sessions, past life regression coaching sessions and in a coaching session I tailor the coaching session specifically to you so I ask my team beforehand when I meet with you what you need and then we go from there so sometimes in coaching sessions I've done Reiki sessions I've done past life regressions with people we just look at really what you need to work on and what you need to heal from so it will be tailored especially to you no two sessions are the same I have packages also for Reiki and coaching I can also do readings, so you let me know what you want. If you're not sure what you want, but you know you want to work with me, just contact me. You can text me, you can call me, you can email me, you can message me on Facebook or Instagram. There's so many ways to get a hold of me. Don't worry ever about contacting me. I always love hearing from you, so don't hesitate to contact me. Also, if you sign up on my website, you just subscribe, you'll get a free morning and evening meditation. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I will be doing my Facebook Lives again soon. So I just want to 
have time to settle down, you know, and for things to settle down, I'm going to go today to set up my new classroom, which I'm really excited about. So I will start doing those again soon. I want to thank you guys always for being supportive. I love you all. I hope you have a beautiful day and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.